0: Guys, Crypto with Dinny Dini here on the podcast today. I have Richard O'Brien. Richard has a lot of experience with software with a lot of things being an engineer and uh, someone I've met through Crypto with Dini, and I uh, invited him on the podcast just to find out about his perspective and his journey uh, into into Bitcoin and into crypto. So Richard, please introduce yourself and uh, tell us I- about yourself.
1: Yeah, hi, Denny. Thanks for thanks for the invite. It's great to come on and, and talk to your uh, uh, listenership. Um, <clears throat> okay, so my name's Richard O'Brien. I was born in Pembrokeshire, Southwest Wales, in 1970, to a Welsh dad, English mum. Uh, my my ancestry is quite genetically and culturally diverse. My paternal grandparents were Irish, based in Enniscorthy. Um, my name obviously is o'brien hence um so i'm british foremost but also i'm an irish citizen my maternal grandparents were english and italian so my grandmother was english um, south london and her father was italian so italian citizenship citizenship is also a possibility so i spent most of my adult life in and around london southeast currently i live in the city just outside London called Chelmsford. I married um, a, a, an Irish lass by the name of Fanula. She's also from Dublin, so we get to visit Dublin quite a lot, which I like, um, sample the Guinness, which is good. So in terms of my profession, um, I'm by, by trade, I suppose. <clears throat> I'm a consultant software engineer. At the moment, I've worked in that industry for about 25 years. I've worked generally in software development, but the management of it too. So at the moment, I currently run a professional services company and contract generally out to fintech companies. I'm working for a bank at the moment in central London, um, but generally I've worked in finance, e-commerce, professional services, pharmaceutical, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Currently working on a trading system for a bank, focusing generally on uh, precious metals. Um, I would be an engineer at heart. I like taking things apart, like quite analytical, technical, practical, logical. I like the detail. So yeah, anything that I can study and take apart, I I like. So in terms of my educational background, this, this, this didn't start out well, by the way, so I, I was, as a child, I say I was probably practical and extrovert and just wanted to mix with people and and get on and learn by doing and by personal experiences, which initially was okay. But by kind of the 1990s, early 1990s, I could see that education was lacking and I had to address this. So in 1991, I moved to England and um, graduated by the mid nineties from a London business school, um, City University. Um, I did business studies. So obviously a lot of diverse range of subjects there on how the world works, like accounts, finance, economics, law, all of those kind of things. And out of that came a passion for finance, economics, technology, Particularly the internet and how this was going to revolutionize the world. Obviously, in the early 90s, this wasn't pervasive. This was generally probably where crypto is now, actually, in terms of early adoption. Your early kind of initial phases, certainly before mass adoption. So typically, then our Professors were raving about the the, the the next big thing, which was then the Internet, and how this was going to change the world. And made wild predictions, which I remember today, that most of which have come true. Wow. Um, so I was absolutely hooked on this um thesis if you like this narrative that i was going to pursue and follow had no idea how i was going to get in um initially started technical writing i i i wrote some um i don't know if you can remember dinny you maybe maybe not um can you remember the cyan palm tops the palm top computers before mobile phones were invented i wrote a few user guides. so i'm a published author i wrote a few user guides for <clears throat> for that company and cut my teeth on that started training and wanted to get into software development, web development. And then in the uh, late nineties, I was working with a guy uh, for Pfizer, actually pharmaceutical, and he was a web developer. And the, the guy asked me for uh, the, 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 sorry, my, my boss at the time asked me for a, a website, a departmental website, and I just thought, oh, here it is. Here's my opportunity to shine. So basically, I just went into hyper-focus mode to learn the tech, to learn as quick as I can and use the relationships that I developed, personal relationships that I developed, to mentor me <clears throat> into advancing very quickly in that, in that sphere. So that, that's where I started. Obviously, we had the dot-com crash, which I suffered quite a lot. Um, I was also an investor, so I've seen bubbles. We'll come um, to to talk more about that later. So that's where I got started, career-wise. <clears throat> um, pardon me. In my spare time, obviously, like yourself, Dinny, I'm a 40-year motorcycle lifer. Um, I have used to rip round fields at age 11, you know, scrambling and being bold generally but doing no harm at the same time loved motorcycles and really passionate about them used to age 11 I was kind of obsessed with them and by the time I was like 12 13 I had my own bikes and I was restoring them and rebuilding them generally bought them broken because that's all I could afford and just really passionately aspired to making this work and learning this and getting stuck in so that's that's where my kind of hyper focused personality comes from i tend to focus on things and I, i'll come to this more later but i i've done this with crypto recently um i'll, I'll come to that later <clears throat> so <clears throat> in my spare time i like i follow MotoGP. i like touring on my bike i've got a ish I've sold my sports bikes. <clears throat> Pardon me, now. Sorry. Excuse me.
0: Get some water into there.
1: I think bikes yeah. are amazing.
0: I like yeah, uh, because they, they teach you about consequences. If yeah. that makes sense. And you, you have yeah. to be responsible for your actions. I think like motorbikes really are an amazing teacher and you, you do find that well, I suppose probably I'm biased, but like, you know, I like people's character who have in motorcyclists or understand motorcycling or are into motorbikes i always find they're they're very well-rounded individuals or i don't know maybe that's just my bias as a, as a biker like
1: i i saw that in you early, Dinny. i could see your your character your personality and, and the way you come across so initially on facebook and i just thought me, this guy's a character this is great i've got a lot in common with this guy pardon me, I can see eye to eye with this person. You know, you gel to people, don't you? You're attracted to people for a reason. And uh, yeah, of course, like yourself, I've seen it all as well, and good and bad. And it's yeah. it's not, I won't bore you with that. But um, yeah, I've had some fairly horrific accidents myself. Um, the worst of which I was not riding the bike. I was a pillion. Um, and we crashed spectacularly at motorway speed. And I was lucky to be alive. Um, unfortunately, the writer didn't make it. Um, he was my best friend of all time, you, you can see. This happened in 1998. So as you can see by the tone of my voice, I'm still not over that, but um, <clears throat> pardon me. Yeah, life goes on. So other things I do, Denis, um, I play the drums. I like to travel. Wife and I, we tend to holiday a lot. We're quite lucky. Um, we, we holiday probably three or four times a year. Like in the last few years when everyone was stuck with COVID, we, we, I think in 2020, we probably had about three months holiday because at the time we were, neither of us were working, we were on furlough, I was in between jobs. So we had the luxury and the money in the bank to just say, I'll oh, stuff this. Let's let's take a break. So I think one our longest holiday in 2020 was seven weeks.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Wife's family have a, a place in the, on the south of France. So we've got a base and we basically travel to various countries. I, I drove down because I didn't want to fly and we just chilled out for seven weeks. It was lovely. We've We've never done that, which was great. And that gave me a passion and a hunger for this nomad lifestyle and being able to, Be self-sufficient and to work from anywhere. Um, So I think wife and I both like the outdoors. I like a bit of DIY. I like tinkering. I like tech. And uh, my most recent interest is obviously investing and crypto, in particular. I I do I do. Really, I'm very excited about crypto, and I think I can really accelerate my retirement, based on the opportunities that crypto presents. Um, So yeah, yeah, I I see that as a real, a real positive. I'm I'm very excited, like yourself, obviously.
0: Super. Um, We get into investing and we'll get into Bitcoin and that a little bit, but just on an off topic, on the ground experience. Like our inflation at the minute is um, it, it's possibly the highest of my lifetime, uh, yeah. our actual inflation, not our CPI number or whatever number we see. Just yeah. with the cost of energy rising and, and likely that we're gonna see this in food. We already are a little bit, but even with the war and the macro setup, it looks on, ominous for the future. Do you yeah. think the average person understands how threatened their life savings are by sitting in, in a currency?
1: Dini, that's a huge, huge question. So let me break that down. There's, I mean, there's two, there's two questions there. I have a lot to say on this, right? So yeah. please stop me if I start rambling. Now, I am old enough <clears throat> to see the effects of high inflation and what that has and the devastating effects that that can have on on people of all types. You know, people that don't have much money to people that have a lot of money. <clears throat> so... First of all, let's talk a little bit about inflation. Pardon me. Sorry about this, Dini. Um, So I think it started with supply issues and definitely money printing to finance the lockdown during the Covid pandemic. Now, I always keep a, a close eye on the US economy. Because I think it leads the charge in global macroeconomics.
0: Yeah, same.
1: USD, largely being the world reserve currency, um, is more connected to the world. So things start happening there. Like we saw uh, a decade and a half ago, the the subprime problem that started in, in, I don't know, I won't say the Wild West, but in rural America somewhere, it was a problem disrupted the whole world economics. Um, so initially, I think until early this year, the Fed, the Fed thought it would be transit, transitory. And then in January, they come out and they said, oh, apparently this is not transitory. <clears throat> we need to start looking at this. And they they announced the the, the, the plan, if you like.
0: Yeah, and that, that, that's not of- the that's that's problem there, is that they were blatantly wrong you know so to have absolute trust in it'll be grand well it won't yep. be grand because you've clear as day been shown that we already have evidence that they screwed up they they told us it'd be transitory and then they had to retard the phrase because it's not transitory
1: i i agree yes i i think to to like us all denny i think for a while they put their head in the sand they hope for the best and they saw Things like there's two sides to inflation. I think there's 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 supply and demand. Like you know, chips, for example, S- uh, semiconductors were in short supply. I mean, I was looking to build a computer last year, and graphics cards were over two grand for one component to build a computer. <clears throat> I ended up getting one for about nine hundred quid in the end, but a lesser spec because of it. Um, so there's obviously if if you if you If you restrict supply, then demand goes up and the price goes up, that's that standard. So that can cause inflation like we saw in the 80s, 90s with house price inflation, 70s, 80s and 90s, actually in house price inflation, that caused a load of grief. So there's that side to it. And then there's the, the side to it where the money supply gets increased, which you and I both know that dilutes People's savings so i've worked and put for nearly 30 years into a into a pension and it really gives me the ache because i can see the government are printing trillions of dollars you know and every like say for example <clears throat> you've got 100 quid and with that you can buy 20 pints of guinness today say for example right that would get you really inebriated <laughs> more than months probably a good
0: weekend
1: me. yeah <laughs> le- 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 <laughs> next year for example if, if Guinness is uh, if if prices go up by 10% that means that you can only get what's that 18 pints in a year's time and obviously the the, the effects of well we understand compound interest but this works in the opposite direction so it's it's exponential not growth decline in in your purchasing power yeah so 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 that's the problem that most people don't understand so i'll come i'll come back to that so Inflation at the moment, I think it's <clears throat> 5.5% in England and Ireland, the CPI. They, I don't believe that. Um, I think it's 79 in America. <clears throat> so that's high. Um, I'm old enough to remember when it got out of control. In the UK in the past, obviously, I was too young. Now, at the beginning of 2020, inflation was less than 1% per annum which was great we've had for more than a decade we've had very very low inflation which has has been great and low interest rates as well because they seem to be linked or or low in hindsight it is a delay so for example in my lifetime I was born in 1970 in 1971 inflation was nearly nine and a half percent in 1975, it was over 24%, which meant that the government put up interest rates. So in 1979, interest rates in the UK were at 17%. And I know your your listenership is, is, is in Ireland, so it, it doesn't um, directly compare, but generically it, it should. So in 1980, inflation was nearly at 80%. 18%. In 1990, inflation was over 8%. So what I've done there, Denny, is I've looked at the, the history at my lifetime, and I've just taken the peaks straight off the top of the graph. So, so that's the problem. Now, I know people that I know and love and that are held dearly to me have lost their jobs, lost their businesses, they've lost their livelihood, they've lost their houses. And that's not, not just rental houses, that's purchased houses. Uh, it's caused devastation. Of course, in 1989, here, the interest rate was 14.8%. Now, you imagine, at the moment, I think in the UK, interest rate is 0.75% at the moment. So the interest portion of your mortgage is 0.75% per year of the, however much money you've borrowed. So if you, if you loan 100 grand, you get the gist you know, it, it's, it's relatively low. But if you put that up by 1%, the, the your repayments go through the roof and you put that up by 10%, hugely, hugely increased uh, mortgage repayments. So that 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 can be destructive. So I think what we can see so far, and, and these are the effects as I see it so far, we're seeing rising prices, particularly in food and energy, which is concerning, the energy in particular is, is a concern because obviously energy is a factor of production in economics generally. So you put the cost of energy up and everything goes up. So, for example, if you. Everything that's produced needs fuel. It needs energy. It needs power. It needs diesel to trans to, uh, transport. Uh, if your services, you know, you're connecting to the Internet, you're turning lights on, you're turning your laptop on you're using your broadband, that needs fuel. Somewhere that power has to be generated. So, so that's a problem. Um, the good news is, Dini, which I've seen, and this is another um, uh, index, which I've seen come out of the States in the last week, is the Fed producer price index is way below expectation um, at 0.2% per month, which is about a third of what they projected. So that index generally excludes food and energy so it's more commodity prices that exclude those those things so that gives me hope that it's not deeply ingrained and that it's caused due to food prices energy prices and i think none of us can deny the effect of the war in ukraine and sanctions is going to have another Huge effect. I I see this as a, you could say, a black swan event. So, I I certainly wasn't predicting it. Although they were talking about it, I I wasn't predicting that. Um, And that that stopped me dead in my tracks. I'll be honest. I've put my crypto investing on hold. I just stopped. Well, I didn't stop looking at it, but I stopped doing anything about it. I wanted to move it, it. I wanted to buy it. I wanted to buy more stable coins. Etc., I just thought, no, nope, do nothing, just leave it. So it dropped significantly at the start of the war. It's kind of started rising back up. Now, I think we've had a mini pump over the last week, uh, particularly kind of things like Luna and Rune and coins like that really pumped. Look at, look at this. I um, was just looking at this earlier. You probably can see this as well. Uh, let me turn my. Can can you see? now? let me tune my um, <clears throat> brightness down on my phone. I, I, I'll get on with this now, Dini. When I come out of this, when I show you this,
0: <laughs> well, tell us because we have audio here as well. So for people who right.
1: be- <clears throat> that's crypto bubbles. Look at that coin. Okay, eight yeah, yeah, coins yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, in yeah. less than a week. It's grown nine hundred and fifty-two point eight percent. That is ridiculous. So so that's obviously leading the charge on that. So so anyway, let let me get back to topic there, Dinny. Sorry. So I think what what we're seeing and what this could result in, which could spiral out of control, hence government intervention, is we've seen increased money supply, we've seen interest rates starting to rise, we've seen commodity prices rising. We're looking now at governments reducing their spending, um, which will have a big effect. I'm hoping, we haven't seen this yet, wage prices uh, spirals and and unemployment. So if if the effect of inflation is ingrained too much, then we could head to recession. And there has been talks of this, but there's no evidence of that as far as I can see at the moment. So I, I, I'm hopeful. I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I it, it's still a big question. So I accept that that might not be the realistic picture.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I, don't think we can get away that easily. I don't. <laughs> That's I, just my I, base, base case. Without having a deep understanding of as an economist or anyone, I'm like. You just turn the world off for a year and you expect to start to back up again. It's just the principle of motion, is it like that? It's not easy to get it going again, and just everything grinds to a halt. Yeah, so yeah. there has to be paybacks and consequences. You yeah. know, and that's just my es- guesstimation, I suppose, that gonna, we're going to have to pay for it and we'll probably pay with a recession.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think in terms of GDP output at the moment, it's it's booming. I mean, my industry is booming. Earlier in the year, I was looking for a job, and I just put my details up on LinkedIn and advertised that I was uh, looking for. Work. Boom! Inbox, phone, everything going mad as it normally would in uh, later in my career because I have 25 years' experience. So that that's rare in software engineering. People generally do it for five or ten years, and oh, this I'm off, you know, <laughs> and they're gone because it's tough. It is hard. Every every job is a bespoke job so you have to apply yourself so so going back to your question Denis, does the average person <clears throat> know what's coming uh, i don't think so I th- some do but some don't so let's let's first start by saying not everyone has savings so for those that are fortunate enough to have savings you'd be hit harder um those that have savings have lost purchasing power already. And if this spirals out of control, they will lose significant purchasing on power. Sofa, as you mentioned, compound yeah. losses. Yeah, though. compound losses, yeah. So <clears throat> not many people understand compound interest and the negative effects of, of inflation or the reverse of it or where it comes from. So obviously my education background and, and studying economics and multi-monetary policy and various other things, I, I can see. I can work out generally where it comes from if if I do. So I don't think the average person understands. There there are people that that do that. I I that are in my circle. Certainly, there are people that really understand it. Um, and I'm talking. I I know, for example, I I know a plumber that understands that. I know a banker that understands i know a chartered accountant that understands that i know a a doctor of economics that understands that but um do they understand crypto no not all of them so this 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 is where what can we do about it so i think pulling your belt in and being more frugal and watching your pennies is definitely wise um but lads don't cancel your gym membership and your necessities because your health is important. I think investing in your education is very important now. Um, You can invest in assets, but don't hold too much fiat currency if you can help. If you you can, for those that have a sizable stock market pension, well, you're going to be decimated and that's uh, short term and that's the reality, um, I've stopped looking at mine because I think during January, I've got four pensions, 20K come off one. So I'm just, I'm not looking, I'm not looking because I'm expecting you know multiple times that by now to have come off my pension. So I think generally property, gold, Bitcoin, commodities are safer bets in these kind of downturns personally. Um, nobody can debase Bitcoin and you know, Dini well, it has a finite supply of 21 million coins. So, so that's a very good bet. So, so crypto is a very good bet, but it is volatile. So you've got to be prepared to suffer downturns of tens of percent regularly, like, 20, 30, 40, 50 percent, as much as 80 or 90 percent in extremes in, in history. So, but you've got to look at the overall picture. Well, you you'd be able to quote the figures better than me, Dinny, because you've studied it for longer. <clears throat> How much has Bitcoin grown in the last 10 years? It's it's the highest performing asset. So yeah, that, that's where you got. So I think you've got to make a start of that, definitely.
0: Yeah, for the average person, say, who has like to say, <clears throat> the majority of the world is in the sort of poor and middle class. So their only savings are in cash. My problem is that they don't, they don't have access to the property market when you have 10 grand saved or 20 grand saved. That's why I like crypto and Bitcoin, because it's fractionalized that everyone can start investing at a, at a lower level. And then you, you, you have things like gold, obviously for thousands of years as being the best inflation hedge, uh, and things like that. Um, for for yourself, tell me a little bit a bit about sort of how you came into Bitcoin and and sort of how you understand it or how it sits with you or what you like about it, maybe.
1: Yeah, sure, no worries. Um, so I think, <coughs> pardon me, sorry. In in two thousand seventeen, I was working for. Uh, a software house based in insurance and there was a guy there who was obviously heavily invested in Bitcoin and, and Ethereum and he used to come into the office every day and oh Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin and he was obsessed with it and we were all like oh god not again you know <laughs> and, and, and I, I at, the, at, at the point I thought this sounds like a stock market bubble like the dot com crash because I invested in that and I got—I I didn't get wrecked. I earned a lot of money very quickly, and then subsequently I lost it in the beer market. So I got my knuckles wrapped. So in 2017, I was observing all this going on. And I was thinking, "Oh, I'm—I'm I'm a tech person. You know, shouldn't I be investing in this?" But obviously, I didn't have an awful lot of spare money to invest in it, and I was cautious so i deliberated i procrastinated and generally missed the boat you could say so i had another look early in 2021 when i started looking at the growth obviously we were well into a bull market then and i thought you know, this could be lucrative for me, shouldn't I? I've been wanting to look at this for a long time. You just need to get stuck in. So early in 21, I started looking at it. I looked at the, the, the growth of it. And then May, it crashed a little bit. And I was like, oh, maybe not. And then and I was doing the whole deliberation thing and procrastinating thing again. And one of my nephews, my brother's son, who's a plumber in his mid-40s, started investing a lot of money into it. And I took interest in this, and thought it's time. Come on, you're a tech person. You should, you know, you should be getting in. Otherwise, you, you, if if you're an early adopter, you can benefit hugely because things are not regulated at the moment. There is opportunity there if you don't mind a bit of risk. So, so by the tide, kind of mid. 21 I started looking at this in more depth and then in late Q3 early Q4 I just thought right just get stuck in because this if you put your money in there you you'll start you'll start making more of an effort so that's when I put in I think initially about five grand or something like that and I started making a few little bits. I was studying the market and a few, my eyes on a few narratives that I like the look of and generally trying to work out technically how this is architected and where it's going, etc. So by the end of 21, I probably put 10 grand in. And then during December overnight, based on about nine and a half grand, I made about three grand in one day. And I was so fired up that I put my iPad next to me with the charts, with my portfolio, and I was watching it kind of one eye open. You know, every hour I'd have a look and refresh and to see, I made 1,500 quid while I was sleeping. Now, you know Rich Dad, Poor Dad, awesome book. If you haven't read it, Buy it.
0: It's deadly. It is deadly. Read There's it. A and- a picture of I've that Ed book. Yeah, I right. recommend yeah. it to anyone who yeah. doesn't like being poor. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's when I saw that the the, the the author Robert Kiyosaki. The light started flashing. Oh, this is it. You know, this is what he's talking about. So, yeah, it's it's it it's good. So I'm excited. Obviously, now I didn't predict the interest rate I, I i've always thought that inflation would go would rip and interest rates would rise so i always saw that as a risk to my investment but i decided to um to 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 just stick with it and to you know as as the bear market started Creeping in, I thought this is a beer market. And all my friends were saying, no, 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 it's it's just a temporary retracement, you know, it's not a beer market. And I thought, this is a beer market. This has been going six weeks, it's dropped more than 20%, you know, all of those things that you look at. And I thought, this is a beer market, you've got to be in. So what I decided to do was to reduce my risk a little bit and invest it in kind of layer one blockchains, if you like, um, and and focus a little bit more on less risk and more DCA, like what you would advocate. Um, so, so that's when I got, so I'm still fairly new to it, Denny. Um, but it's, I, I will say this, more than anything, it's really important to start. And I think when you invest your money in it, your adrenaline levels will rise. Um, it, it's worked for me. It, it's definitely worked for me so you in terms of adoption of innovation i think if you were to invest now and start now you'd be an early adopter you'd be way at the start of the early majority because i think we're probably at the stage now where the internet was in the mid to late 80s where most people didn't know about it it wasn't pervasive it wasn't in the household people didn't have mobile phones and always on broadband it was mainly in the academic and professional areas. If you're an office worker, you might have internet access, but apart from that, nobody was emailing or WhatsApping. And that that it started with Web One. Now, obviously, we've seen Web Two, which is all of the you know eBay and Facebook and the social media, YouTube, all of these revolutions, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but obviously, everyone's got our data, so that's where crypto comes in as i see it it's the next big thing and it's web 3 would be really important now it might take 10 or 15 years for all the crypto and the web 3 and all these things to be regulated who knows but i say aping you know well no no don't ape in just start <laughs> looking at it start looking at it now because it's it's not going to go away, definitely. No, not I, think, go uh, away. I think
0: that's uh, I, my, my base case is 2021. Some of the world realized that Bitcoin's not going to go away, you know. And a lot of the world still thinks, Ah, oh, that thing's going, away, going to go away, but how do I phrase it? The people of influence understood that it's not going to go away, so it will filter down. Now, to, yep. to, to everyone that Bitcoin's not going to go away and uh, and all the smart money managers have all had to do the work on it, had to succumb to putting in the work that's required because you can't look at Bitcoin for a half an hour. You, you need to put hours of work into it to understand it because there's so many layers to it. Yeah. And when you put the work into it, you know, my opinion is there's only one conclusion that that this is an amazing innovation and I need to own some of it. I need to own more of it because everyone's going to want to own this thing. This is possibly the best property a human can own. I need to get as much as I can. Or I have the opportunity to to create enormous amounts of wealth because I've came to this conclusion before 7 billion other people have. But they all will inevitably, just like we all came to the conclusion that we should use the internet. The difference being that I couldn't buy some of the internet in the early days and own it. I could just build onto it. But yeah. because this is a network that I can actually own, I have an enormous opportunity right now. I think everybody does who's willing to do the work. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, and, I, and, and as I sort of see things in this space, I have Bitcoin and I have crypto, and they're very different things. And, and there's loads of innovation in both. And um, But I sort of classify it slightly different. I don't just think Bitcoin Ethereum. I think Ethereum very different than Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's chance at sound money. And it's something that the world needs because then I can just be a plumber. I don't have to be a bloody investor as well. you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or I can just be whatever I am. I don't have to be my profession. Plus I have to become a professional money manager. Otherwise I'm gonna lose all my time that I worked in the past because of the fiat system just steals my time. So yeah. that's why I really have you know, a, a passion for, for Bitcoin and, and to see Bitcoin succeed because I think it solves real world problems for everybody not just making me rich which you know would be nice myself that that I'm putting my money where my mouth is or have um in in terms of your education on on Bitcoin has it has it helped your understanding of money or because for me Bitcoin really taught me about money like before Bitcoin I was a gold investor that's how I sort of understood sound money I understood inflation I understood my whole journey into it was my dad paid twenty grand for a house and at the time house were a hundred thousand and I was young and I was like, what's the crack here like? It's easier to build them. Why are they dearer? They should be ten grand. And that sent me down the rabbit hole. But do you find that your Bitcoin education thus far has has helped you you how you understand money or view money?
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I'm I'm thinking ahead a lot more and more independently and positively than I've ever looked because I can see an opportunity. Um, Away from the usual boom and bust and deflationary aspect of money, I can see a way forward now. Um, I I guess a lot of that is I've got to the age now where I've accumulated more wealth. I've got a roof over my head. I've got more disposable income. So so that's definitely also a factor. But it's definitely created a hunger. I, I want to be a nomad now. I want to live and work from anywhere with my laptop. I've got a laptop, which I can take with me. It weighs a kilo, you know, two kilos, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can carry it and work from wherever I like. I mean, I've been saying to employers for years, you know, oh, stuff this commuting lark lads, you know, any chance I could work from home and they're cagey. So one good thing that came out of COVID is it taught employers that actually you can work from anywhere, it, it, particularly in my work, because I can roll out of bed at five to nine and be at my desk in five minutes. And I don't need to commute. I've got more energy. I can work longer hours. So, yeah, it's, de- it's definitely the way to go. And I think it has hugely affected the way I view the world and how excited I've become as as a, as a result of it, yeah.
0: Deadly. I'm interested um, in, in then the rest of crypto, all that innovation, all that tech. Sort of what interests you here?
1: Pardon me, Denis. Um, yeah, all of it, actually. Um, pretty much everything, the tech, the investment side of it, I swing trade small amounts, which I think is quite exciting because generally I'm risk averse, so I don't generally gamble, but this is kind of like an easy way of gambling. Um, At one point I had over 40 coins, didn't he? Like in January, I just had to rationalize and now I've got 30 odd again, it's too much, I can't. So I look for new narratives, so I understand roughly enough about blockchain now to understand what it is and how it operates, and and to have the confidence in it. But I think now the industry will find new use cases for everything. Now, a few that we've we've seen uh, recently, Metaverse has has taken off in 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 the past quarter. I think. I've invested in that and I've earned quite a bit of money in generally the picks and shovels, the safe stuff. I'm not going to go mad. Um, Gaming, GameFi, again, picks picks and shovels, you know, play to earn. People can earn a living now playing computer games at home. They don't need to go out. So this DeFi, decentralized finance, which I quite like the idea of because it is a competitor to the industry that I work in, i.e. banking. I've taken an interest in scaling tech. Obviously, you, you and I both know there's, there's a gas fees problem. So the cost of using the Ethereum network at the moment is, is high and the costs are coming down, but it's still excessive. And they're working on that with East version 2, which should be coming out this, this year. But, um, for example, Polygon would be one network that's taken off. And I've invested in that, too. I'm interested in cross-chain, multi-chain. So, for example, it's like uh, the way I view it is the world is full of lots of different languages and lots of different currencies. And the cross-chain or the multi-chain can be like the forex mechanism that we've got at the moment. So how do these coins talk to each other and how do they transfer value from one, one to the other? So that that is my biggest area of interest, I think, at the moment. And that's What makes it hard for people to get involved because it's complicated and the software is not quite there yet. It's developing. And the whole Web3 aspect of it. I I like the idea of being able to sift the web anonymously and not have people watching me knowing about my everything that I do. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in charting. I'm interested in trading. This is a very small Part of my investment thesis, I suppose overall. But generally, I'm looking for an opportunity to get more involved in it, um, with a view to maybe starting something up in a in a year or two when I've got more knowledge. Um, so, so that's 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 my ultimate aim. I, I would like to. What uh, one, one of my neighbours jokes with me every now and then. Oh, you're semi-retired now, Richard. You know because. Over the last few years, Dinny I've taken a couple of years off, you know, my employment over the last three years. I've taken two years off the well, last three and a half years. I've taken two years off. So, you know, people toy with the idea that I'm semi-retired, but I'm not still have to work for a living. But I think within five or 10 years at the outset, I plan to become semi-retired and to work when I when it suits me and from the the area that I want to work. So that's, that's my motivation. And I think a lot of us share that view and look forward to them, fruits and, and, and fingers crossed, we're very hopeful that they will come to fruition.
0: Yeah. Well, I suppose, excuse me, I've faced the whole crypto CryptoAthini is, our tagline is now retire early, is that we're building these plans to retire early. Yeah. And then like, I suppose I was fortunate enough that I got, I was in a position to take early retirement in my late thirties. Great. Then in hindsight, you're always like, you can't, you always end up back doing something because there's only so much surfing you can do like, and I think working, I've had a lot of chats with a friend of mine and it's like humans, we have to work, you know, how we contribute to our communities or whatever it's our purpose. And I think that's always the case when people actually, find the golden horizon that they think they want just like working from home everyone wanted it and then they got it Now they're like i know my wife's so i was like i just want to go to the office <laughs> yeah no it's like <laughs> we're always going to that place and then when we get it we're like oh, i actually like doing a bit of work it's fun working on projects and there's a bit of yeah. stuff so i think the semi-retirement is definitely the uh, that's the happy medium um do you follow any particular investing strategy? I know you mentioned your swing trade, your dollar cost average. Do you sort of have a strategy that you stick to? I
1: I, I think generally, yes. Um, so for me, in hindsight, for my stock market-based pension, dollar cost averaging has worked. I, I remember the first time that we saw a massive market downturn and I was horrified and I was depressed and I wanted to take all my money out. And don't ever do that, lads, in a downturn. It's an opportunity to buy. So I learned that. So I, I've kind of learned to dollar cost average, which is my favorite. And, and I know it's the, the the strategy that you use that's safe, tried and tested. And it's, it's the best one, in my opinion. So I think no plan is a plan to fail. So you need an investment thesis. So I, I like to look at different narratives and hedge my risk. Now, uh, crypto with dinny is all about you know bitcoin and and the low risk um, like maybe a bit of ethereum and the maybe a couple of the layer 1 protocols if you're that if you've got that kind of risk appetite i think you personally yourself you're you're probably quite risk averse but you do <clears throat> put a small amount into speculative assets. So I I would say I would put 50% of my crypto into low risk. I would divide stuff into low, medium and high risk. And I would DCA into the low risk and hold that long term or hodl it or hold on for dear life. I would certainly buy the dips. Um, I'm not great at taking profits, although I can see that when the market goes up, if you take the profits, put it in to a stable coin, wait for the market to drop and put it back in, you can get more units. So it's like another way to compound. I would invest the bulk of my portfolio into blue chip layer one, generally smart contract blockchains. That's blockchains like Ethereum that have application integration capabilities because I think that's where the future is. I would swing, swing trades, very small amounts, but not much. And um, generally in a bull market, I would look to increase my portfolio in terms of dollars. <clears throat> and in a beer market, I would look to increase the units that I hold, like coins or, or, or whatever, to, <clears throat> so that then in, during the next bull market, when it takes off again, and it and it grows in value. You will see that grow even more. So it's kind of strategic. And it's not instant gratification; it's delayed gratification. But I think that's important. So that would be. Uh, does that really nail it, Denny? Not really. Maybe. Does A that broad
0: strategy? <laughs> <coughs> it is. Yeah. It, but, it, yeah. It, 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 it I'm really learning. It's like training As as I sort of try and teach people there's two ways if you just try and break every now and easy there's two ways you can just set, create a real conservative dollar cost average strategy let's say you haven't done much work you understand bitcoin you, you think bitcoin's going to be around 10 years going to be work more we'll just accumulate some of that every month and add in you know other layer ones or other smart contract blockchains too and then the other way is i'm going to buy i'm going to try and time the market i'm going to swing trade i'm going to you know and, and I just call that that's gambling like it is it's it's it is, yeah. Not gambling You're, yeah uh, the dollar cost average strategy or the accumulation strategy or the buy and hold strategy is how everyone in crypto who's super wealthy that's how they generate the wealth or Agreed. everyone in fiat world who's super wealthy that's how they generated the wealth they either built a company yeah. and held it or they bought an asset and held it and that's it yeah. very yeah. few billionaires I don't know if that actually traded their way to building their status. Uh, yeah. It was more just the accumulations and, and holding and let the market do its thing. Yeah. So, so I, I, I like both strategies because it's built into humans. We have to gamble. FOMO is a part of us. I'm being left out. That's why that ape coin that you showed earlier has yeah. gone up 900% because everyone feels left out and they have to jump in. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, as, as you alluded to, it's probably going to blow up and a lot of people will lose yeah. their money. So I'm not going to build my retirement on something that's. No just a bit of gambling it's like yeah. it paddy's day and we we're putting a few bets on there over the weekend and like mm-hmm. it's just gambling it's just having a bit of crack i'm not yeah. doing it to make money yeah. i'm doing yeah. it to satisfy my need as a human to have a bit yeah. of excitement and a bit of gambling yeah but i know my crypto conservative plan that i've built that's my retirement that's my early retirement plan
1: yeah yeah great yeah i can't i can't disagree more so so my 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 obviously i'm invested in property i'm invested in um stocks Um, probably 90 percent of my financial net worth is is in my stock market pension um and i might need to look at changing that i've recently opened a sip i've been looking at um you know crypto pension schemes or or ways that you can buy crypto tax-free and hold it um i've been looking at that i've certainly been looking at DeFi. I'd say my total crypto investment is less than ten percent of my financial net worth, so I, I think I'm being sensible. My my investing and trading friends tell me I'm being sensible, um, so yeah, I, fingers. I, I'm I'm confident that if you hold long term, and my 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 time frame is more than five years, more than 10 years, probably 15 years, because I have the stock market pension. I can draw that first and leave the crypto long term. And I think in a couple of bull runs now, fingers crossed, I'll be able to retire. I have the option to retire and never have to look at this again, a line of code again, maybe. Who knows? So that's the plan. That's definitely the plan. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Deadly. Um. What w- would you have any advice? Because you're chatting away there, and if anyone's new to this, and I'm chatting away, and we're just saying words, people are like, "What the hell?" Uh, and one thing I wanted to say is, how many mummies have to eat their words when they were giving out to their kids saying, "You'll never earn a job playing computer games." So it's like uh, yeah, you can yeah, actually get yeah, paid, yeah. to play computer games. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, ma- no, 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 mum. I don't want. I don't want a a a, a toy car. I want I want an NFT for Christmas now. I can can you buy me a new pair of trainers in an NFT guys or, or whatever, you know. Yeah. And and older people won't understand that. But um I think we should look to young people. And I certainly do in my career look to young people because they come up with ideas that that I don't, definitely. So that that's definitely um it's it, it's the greatest opportunity crypto that anybody alive today have seen. I'm convinced of that. I'm absolutely convinced of that. I, I I think this has network effects capability. It's double because it's network network effects over the internet, and you're monetizing the internet and and you're kind of doubling it, but that kind of quadruples it at least because you're already on that platform that of the internet that's created all this network effect and then you're putting money on top of it. It's, it is a great, most people don't understand it, Denis, and I would certainly advise get stuck in. Sorry, what was your question, Denis? Yeah, Sorry. my
0: question is, because there's so much going on and you're sort of answering the question, without me even asking it, which is cool. <laughs> but Sorry. where where should someone, where is a good place to get to get started? Like how, how, how would you, let's say, with everything you know now, and you know if I put my attention on, on Bitcoin or if I put my attention on Polygon or should I go to DeFi or should I go to gaming? What's your basic advice for someone who's just looking at it going, all right, I figured out inflation. I need to invest in something. Crypto seems to be a good investment. Where do I put my intention? What's my first move? What do I get my biggest return on my time for?
1: Yeah. Okay, so the first thing I would that this is the utmost. This is the fundamental most important thing you can do. Get stuck in and start learning. Start reading. It's free. It's free. So, your education is first. So, it it's I wouldn't say it's the Wild West anymore. It's been labeled as that in the past, but we're starting to see regulation. We're starting to see individual interest corporate interest and sovereign interest we're seeing top four accountancy firms investing in it you know top top market cap companies like you name them you know there's so many i've forgotten that there's so many you know all the likes of the top um companies are aping in on it um so uh, countries you know like el salvador they're basing their 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 the treasury on it. I think there was another one, the neighbour to El Salvador. I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember um, the name. No, I, yeah.
0: put, I put the story up yesterday. Yeah,
1: there's two oh, of yeah. them now, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's definitely now, Dinny. Of course, uh, having done your Bitcoin basics and your 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 paid course, your your Bitcoin bootcamp, I would highly recommend that to anyone starting out because that will give you a grounding in the whole industry and, and what to focus on initially. So I, I, I'd say, Denis, you've you've researched that very well for a very long time, and you understand it. You understand the safe ways to apply. And for those that don't have much time, like me normally, um, this is a great strategy, and you'll be able to get in and be confident that you're you're off to a good start, a very good start. So I'm very pleased that I did it um, early. So uh, other things that I've looked at <clears throat> that I found pretty useful, excuse me, is um, there's there's another guy who does um, M- money ZG. Um, he, he's quite good. You can go to you know Udemy um or udemy is called it's 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 a training provider self-paced training you can look at books (coughs) websites. i'd say look at youtube but look at it selectively watch out for scams and your typical pump and dump schemes and people saying oh this is going to go to the moon well if they're saying that they probably invested themselves and they probably want you to invest to put the price up and then to to sell when the price is high, and and if you if you buy into that and hold it, you'll end up in the short term paying for that. So be careful with that. Yeah, I would say that's a good thing. I'd say dollar cost averaging, avoid trading unless you're playing with small amounts because you will get wrecked. Um, I would say start with. CoinMarketCap, which is an information site. CoinGecko would be another one. Start looking at market cap, total value locked. Um, Unlike shares, you don't look at price earnings ratios to to try and value shares. The crypto market works very different to that. So definitely stick with centralized regulated exchanges to start with. I would say crypto.com is a great starting point. It's my personal favorite. Um, Coinbase would be another one. Um, stick to that for the first few months. Um, if you do, after a few months, look to want to do more functionality like automated buying and things like that, FTX and Binance, another more elaborate. Uh, exchanges can help you with that. But I would say initially avoid decentralized exchanges to start with because it is complex and it's a minefield. You you, you could could get scammed. So don't trade and certainly don't use leverage if you're offered leverage. Never, never, never do it. I wouldn't do it uh, given my experience. And I know people that do use it small amounts to dabble and to try and learn, but it's certainly out of my comfort zone. Um, I don't want to get wrecked. People get liquidated regularly. If you get it wrong, the market uh, trend direction wrong, you, you will get wrecked. Um, I think I find tools like CoinStats and Coinly good for tracking portfolios, um, wallets, tax liability, that sort of thing. So if you've got like me, you've got wallets all over the place and exchanges all over the place and your coins everywhere, well, I manage them manually in Coin Market Cap. So, one thing you could do if you're if you're kind of worried about getting stuck in and worried about losing money is you could set up a virtual portfolio on an app like Coin Market Cap, and say put a grand into Bitcoin, put a grand into uh, Ethereum. If you fancy trading something, put a grand into that as well, and watch it over time and see what it does. Mm. If it if you're you you can actually tr- trade or invest then without actually putting the money in. So that's a very good thing to do, to build your confidence. Um, I, I use TradingView because um, I'm interested in charting and trading and other things. Now, it wouldn't be for everyone, but what I would say <clears throat> is you'd be able to keep your eye on the total market cap. There's all sorts of indices there for the total market cap so you get an overall idea of where the market's going you'll be able to look at the dominance of bitcoin or other coins pardon me look at other non-crypto indices like the dixie and the s p 500 the nasdaq and all these things are important um an, an app that i love and i showed it earlier is crypto bubbles because if I'm busy, I'm at work and I just, oh, I wonder what the markets, I can just pop this up and look at what the market's doing in terms of gainers and losers in visual form in two seconds. And I can swap to between day and hour to see what's changing. And that gives me an early indication of what's happening. Um, I would say, the fear and greed index is a good thing to look at in terms of market sentiment. So you can see whether people are scared or whether people are, are being greedy. Because they're obviously fear and greed are the two human emotions which <laughs> dictates investment and 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 the and the like. Um, so, so they're the main things and, and just get stuck in. The earlier you do it, the, the better it is because. The market tends to work in cycles. Every kind of the thinking at the moment is, Dinny, as you know, it's about every four years, all centered around the Bitcoin halving event. So in a couple of years, we're going to have another massive pump. And another couple four years from then we're So before 2030, if it follows the history, we're going to have two further bull markets now i don't think they will be the bubbles that we've seen in the past i think it will level out a bit the volatility will reduce a little bit so that's that's an advert to say get in early i think it's really important to make a start to get in early because this really isn't going to go away
0: very well and um I'll just throw in our 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 normal crypto odini disclaimer that nothing that you hear on crypto odini by myself or my guests is ever financial advice, guys. But um, I, I I think both Richard and I are in agreement that there's a huge opportunity right now in cryptocurrency. So uh, just to finish up, then Richard, twenty thirty, we've had the two more halving events. What is the price of one bitcoin? You can give me a couple of answers if you want to give me your bearish and your bullish.
1: Yeah, I I I will. Yeah, I, I'm interested in this, didn't he? I think it's currently hovering at just over 40,000 US dollars. So uh, thanks for the non-financial advice disclaimer, because I do get excited with my opinions and, and with my personal view on things. So, yeah, it is obviously not financial advice. Now, assuming no significant black swan events, and that's the important thing, because this is new. We haven't seen what effects the world can have on it. I am bullish. I think, assuming no significant black swan events, we need to break 100k at some point. And I think you will see that within the next two years for sure or early in the next halving cycle. That's my own personal view. I think if I were to take a conservative estimate on where Bitcoin price would be before 2030. I think you're looking at half a million dollars conservatively. Optimistically, I think seven figures, multiple seven figures, possibly eight figures after that. Who knows? But I I think there is, as you would say yourself, this is dematerialized gold. You observe yourself, didn't you? Everyone is looking to softwareify everything. Like you you don't have DVDs anymore, you, you have Spotify, you know, Netflix, you don't have CDs anymore, all of this thing, oh everything is software, your banking, everything's you know, being digitized. I see that stopping anytime soon. And that can, in my personal opinion, only go one way. And what, what can somebody do to stop Bitcoin apart from turning the power off or having a world war or a nuclear war or something? That, that's, in my view, the only thing that will stop it or stop some form of cryptocurrency. And at the moment, Bitcoin is 43% of the market cap. So that's your safest investment. Nobody owns it. It's censorship resistant. The governments, as we saw in in, in the, the recent Canadian example, um, where the truckers were causing havoc, the, the Canadian government started locking people's bank accounts, right? Well, they issued an order to the Bitcoin Foundation to, to lock these wallets. And I don't know if you saw the letter, Denny, I'm presuming you did. It was hilarious yeah. because they can't stop it. Nobody can stop it because nobody owns it. It's, it's decentralized. It's borderless. It's immutable. The Canadian, it's-
0: basically, the Canadian government basically advertised to the world of everyone who is ignorant to Bitcoin and hasn't yet done the work. Yeah. They basically showed them that every asset in the world, you don't really own it unless it's Bitcoin. It's the only yeah. asset that can't be taken with you. you, you know Because anything else, we've seen in the UK, the the... All these Russian billionaires, their yachts are seized, their physical assets are taken. The only asset that you can truly own that's unconfiscatable is Bitcoin held in self custody. And they literally highlighted that to the world. And again, when it comes to Bitcoin, you don't just go, Okay, that's the case. You go, Oh my god, I didn't know that, but I need to learn more. Yeah. And then in a year or two years, some of these billionaires go, Oh my god, I need to own some Bitcoin. I've mm-hmm. all my assets are confiscatable. As we've seen in Russia, as we've seen in Canada, I need to get some of my assets into something that's not confiscatable. I'm a law abiding citizen, but I've also seen people who donated to a protest a month before it was a problem have their bank accounts shut down, which is yeah. in you know, which is crazy. So yeah. I just think it causes this cascading. Yeah. Um this cascading um entry that more and more people own it because bitcoin, you own bitcoin for loads of different reasons won't get yeah. it, we all come to get rich quick i think yeah and then you yeah. get what i call orange pills and you go yeah holy shit like this technology is amazing this can yeah. make the world a better place this can give us sound money
1: yeah yeah definitely so to, to finish up there Dinny, i think i would say i would highly recommend your 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 education series and you know that starts free so guys you've got nothing to lose and um what i will say about dinny is he's very friendly he doesn't bite he's got a good sense of humor and um he's he's in it his heart is in it so you know get on to crypto uh, crypto with dinny.com and and register on his free bitcoin basics course because that will get you enthused and that's definitely where I started, and I would highly recommend it to everyone. So, Dinny, thanks for um, inviting me on. It's been awesome talking to you. As you can see, I can talk with for for the best of them, and I've got so much passion and, you know, admiration for the industry and for life in general. So, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks.
0: Richard, awesome. Thanks very much for your time for coming on today.
1: No worries, it's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And um if, if anyone needs to, you know, fancies getting in touch, you know, I'm I'm available on um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, you know, I'm across social media, so feel free to, to get in touch.
0: Deadly. Thanks very much, man. I'll drop a link in in the interview as well. Thanks, Richard.
1: Perfect. Thanks, Denny. Have a nice day.